Welcome to the Unusual and Human Experience podcast, where we explore a mystery that has many faces and interacts with humanity all over the globe. Here, we talk about the unusual, ancient, and contemporary. If you are curious about near-death and out-of-body experiences, encounters with UFOs, events of the paranormal, or even strange esoteric experiences, the Unusual and Human Experience podcast is for you. Host Kevin Keyless, a psychotherapist by trade, provides insightful conversations, sometimes with guest speakers familiar with the topic at hand. This podcast is educational and inspirational, its contents representing only the opinion of the host and, when applicable, his guest. Kevin is the author of three books, Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom, Last Breath Awareness, and Spiritual Care to Elderly and Dying Loved Ones and the founder of Conversing with Death, an existential training on last breath awareness. For more about his services, go to bodymindmetaphor.com. And now your host, Kevin Keyless. Welcome again to the Unusual and Human Experience podcast. My name is Kevin, and today we're going to look at why therapists should take the UFO experience seriously. Now, for those of you who are not therapists, I want you to simply listen in as if you were in a party and there was a conversation to your right or to your left, and you were just simply listening to what could be an intriguing conversation between two or more people. Now, before we begin on the three things in passing, I want to share a couple of things with you as a therapist. Number one, I offer consultation to therapists along the lines of working with experiencers, as they are called, people who experience some sort of encounter with a UFO and or uh, an extraterrestrial being. I also offer some free articles on my website. You could find that on the page. These are brief articles that are made for you to understand how to approach and work with experiencers or to work with people who have had some sort of paranormal experience. And last but not least, I've also started an organization, a networking, if you will, of psychotherapists who are interested in working in this field. The name of this group is Society of Psychotherapy on Anomalous Experiences, or SPAE for short. This is a group that will meet monthly. There is a membership fee, an annual membership fee, but I try to keep those low. But it's a a good place for us to discuss the issues, the challenges that are before us, the advancements that are being made in research. It's a good place to also find support because those of you who are interested, I know you feel like you're in the minority that we are few in number. We're not, but I know a number of us are afraid to sort of come out of the closet, if you will. But this will be a very good group where you can get good resources, good networking, and support. All righty, so with all that in mind, let's go now to three things in passing. Question number one for you therapists, have you ever had a client who experienced a UFO, an encounter with an extraterrestrial being, or some paranormal experience. Now, some of you might say no, and I'm here to tell you it is likely that you have had clients who did experience a UFO 
or an extraterrestrial being or some form of paranormal experience. They might not just have felt safe to tell you. Now, don't take it personally because it's not meant to be so. However, I myself found out some things about clients when I've worked with them over a lengthy period of time that they wouldn't share in the very outset. I didn't make it clear to them that they could do so. Question number two and related to number one. What are ways in which you can convey to your client or a potential client that you are open to these types of experiences? Now, if you would like some ideas, you can always contact me at bodymindmetaphor.com. We could set up a consultation. I'll be happy to share some very effective ways. And question number three, have you ever personally had an encounter that was very unusual, whether UFO, extraterrestrial being, or some form of paranormal experience. Just think on that. Go way back if you have to. The reason why I want you to do so is because many people do have strange encounters that cannot be explained, but they tuck it away somewhere and never look back and then pretend as if it didn't happen. Okay, so let's jump into the theme of the day, and the theme of the day is why psychotherapists should take the experience of UFOs seriously. Now, I want you to promise me something after you listen to this episode. I want you to become well-versed with very credible and reliable resources, whether books, documentaries, research material, or even going to a conference that's related to the subject. Now, the reason for this is obvious, but I want to state it anyway, and that is lots of people, many people who oppose this subject and who ridicule others who do believe, really come from a place of ignorance. I often find that people who really are opposed to this have hardly even picked up a book or listened to credible witnesses or people with high credentials from military backgrounds who shared some incredible stories or testimonies. It is especially true for you as a mental health professional to understand. You don't have to believe it, but to understand with a sense of compassion what these experiences are about so you can help your client. The fear that experiencers have is that they fear psychotherapists will pathologize their experience. I'll say more right after this message. Body Mind Metaphor offers a range of virtual monthly groups to professionals looking for support, guidance, and up-to-date education. If you're a professional counselor, healthcare discipline, social worker, or pastoral counselor, you can choose from an exceptional list. If you're an experiencer, there's more exciting news. Body Mind Metaphor runs a free online monthly support group, a place for the experiencer where you can talk with others about the challenges you face and learn how to make your mysterious encounter work for you. Seats are limited to eight members, so act now. For more information, go to bodymindmetaphor.com. Now, I know that we all are familiar with the DSM. The DSM is something that we use to try to understand symptoms and diagnosis. But I want you to understand something around that, and that is that it's built on a particular system of thought, a particular science, if you will. Although I wouldn't necessarily say that the DSM is scientific. But nevertheless, we use it in order for some guidance, right? That's what it's made for. 
And it has its dividends. It does help us to understand some things that are going on. However, it says nothing about UFO experiences. And unfortunately, people sometimes can understand UFO experiences or the paranormal with the sense of hallucination. Now, the word hallucination, I think, originated around the 1600s. And then by around 1800 or so is when psychiatrists took hold of the word and have used it ever since. But it describes something that involves perception and the senses without an external stimuli. Now, what makes this somewhat difficult for people who come to you with experiences that cannot be explained is that oftentimes they're talking about a different dimension. And Mainstream science and the DSM do not cover these areas. In fact, the DSM does seem to make some exception around religion and spiritual traditions because they have experiences that psychiatrists understand to be hallucinations. For those of you who are religious or spiritual, somewhat in the Christian or Catholic tradition, you know that there are stories in the Bible that do have very strange outcomes. And these experiences are understood by a great number of people to be literal. Yet psychiatrists will look at these experiences and they would say this is really a hallucination. But nevertheless, they seem to tolerate it because the overall consensus by not only the nation but in the world, Christianity and Catholicism are very big. And people accept it and embrace it and they find some value in the story. But going back to the main point, and that is that the DSM and mainstream science do not cover these experiences. And so what do you do as a psychotherapist? And I think there is room for us to understand that while we want to respect the DSM and while we see that there is a place for mainstream science, They do not mean that they are the totality of all human experiences, including expanded experiences that people talk about, that people experience and encounter not only nationally, but globally. And since it's my job to serve the population, to serve the community, and not to dictate what is health and what is illness, I am here to ensure that they can digest and interpret and interact with their experiences in a way that is most productive for them, not only for their daily lives, but their relationships, their career, and their future. And to do so, I must look beyond mainstream science and the DSM, which is simply a guidance, in order to understand expanded experience, in order to understand the unusual that occurs around us. And for sure, we're not in bad company when it comes to that. There are great minds out there who are very seriously looking at and researching this subject on UFOs and the paranormal. You have people like Gary Nolan, Jacques Vallée, J. Allen Hynek, Leslie Keane. You have a number of people from the military who had high credentials and who are sharing information respectfully. They're not just going out and just saying whatever they want, but they have gotten some sort of permission to share what they really feel in their hearts is important for the public to know. You have a lot of people who are looking at this great minds, functional human beings who have something to say around the subject. But if anything, 
If you are someone that just is downright sure you cannot believe in this, fine, this isn't an episode made to convert you. But I do want to challenge you that it isn't just some woo-woo kind of a, a, a theory that we are talking about, and that it isn't something that can easily be dispelled. In fact, I wouldn't mind a friendly debate with you if you wish to have one. Simply because I want to prove, not so much to convert you, but I want to prove to you that this is a very serious matter. Now, sometimes it isn't really a matter of ignorance as much as it is about prejudice. Now, it's obvious that many people who are opposed to the idea of UFOs, extraterrestrial beings, and the paranormal experience have not done really a whole lot of research. They have been conditioned in the past, and I'm talking in general, our culture, our society has been conditioned to laugh at it. And it's been done through movies, it's been done through commercials, it's been done through cartoons, you name it. And by no other than the military. Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom brings together two healing communities, the psychotherapist and the witchy at heart. Only you'll be lucky to find them anywhere in the same room. The therapist easily misunderstands and labels the mystic, who in turn worries she'll be labeled crazy. But what happens when the esoteric practitioner seeks mental and emotional support to balance her often strange but sacred practice? This concise text guides the therapist to correct his miscalculations by dismantling those dormant stereotypes. The professional paves the way to offer necessary wisdom and skills to manage trauma, clinical depression and anxiety, the very things that can threaten the esoteric practitioner. Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom also supplies the potential client with direction on how to effectively use therapy to prevent emotional unsteadiness while exercising those slippery rituals. Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom, now on Amazon in hardcover and paperback. Now, before I move on to the issue of prejudice, I do want to say something about the comment I just made, military. And that is that for some 50, 60, 70 years... The military has been keeping information from the public about UFOs and extraterrestrial beings. Now, I'm not talking out of a woo-woo kind of experience or some conspiracy theory, but there has been information that has leaked out over time that suggests that the military has been conditioning the public in order not to believe in such things. Now, you can do some homework around that because I don't like to stick too long around that subject. I want to get to more of the important information about the human experience and my client. But there is something to be said about how the military has handled information that has come to them, either in the form of some sort of a UFO that has crashed or whether it has been people who have witnessed something unusual and they have reported it to the proper authorities. And what pains me most about that is the people who have reported information are led to believe that what they saw was nothing but maybe a balloon or something else. And the military has discredited people who have experienced something that changed their lives in some form or fashion, some for the better and some for the worse. 
That's where I want to step in, and that's where I do step in. But I want you to do your own investigation with credible resources. Go out there, find your books, do the research, and come up with your own conclusions so that you can understand this path, because some people are afraid to share some information around this subject for fear of what can happen to them. And I want you to come up with your own conclusions so you don't think that I'm just having a heyday of a delusion right now. But going back to the issue of prejudice, so sometimes it's not a matter of ignorance as much as it is prejudice, and that is that we have biases. There's not a soul alive who doesn't have a bias. I have biases, you have biases, scientists have biases, psychologists have biases, everyone has biases. And so it's important for us to evaluate these biases so that we can come to some fair analysis. And when it comes to UFO experiences, it's important for you to know what would keep you from creating a safe space for someone to share their experiences and to come out with a sense of healing, growth, and development as a result of their experiences. What would keep you from doing that? Sometimes it involves religious or spiritual beliefs. A good portion of people with strong religious or spiritual traditions do believe that this is of the devil and cannot make space for this type of human experience. Some who are religious and spiritual in nature, very strongly so, find this type of subject a threat. But you can imagine why. If it is true that there is such a thing as UFO or non-human intelligence existing today, what would that say about our theologies, our religious conclusions that we've made for years? You see where I'm getting at with this, don't you? I mean, think about it. Let's look at the Christian and Catholic Bibles. They both talk about Jesus coming into this world to save this world. I mean, the questions can really feel threatening because they might call for a shift in paradigm, a long-established one. Now, I do want to put a little plug in here for you. If you're interested, if you have some sort of a spiritual connection and you would like to sort of see parallels between religion or spiritual traditions and UFO experiences, I would be happy to to share that with you. And in fact, there is an article or article or two that I have written that's on my website. You can request for these articles. These articles will show you those parallels. You would be surprised. You will be very surprised. But going back to the issue of prejudice, it's important for us to really explore our hearts to explore why we would prevent people who we claim we serve, because psychotherapists are committed to helping the entire community, the entire population. What would keep us, either subtly or not so subtly, from letting people who have had these types of experiences come into our office so they can use their experiences to grow and develop, and feel empowered. Some of these people who have experienced something very unusual that they cannot explain, and nor were they seeking it, feel very isolated. 
and very withdrawn from the community because of ridicule. Now, the last thing I want to do is to prevent someone who is experiencing that in public to also experience that in my office. But you have to know these people and what they're going through in order to understand the pain that they are in. Now, what I would encourage you to do is to read biographies, to read autobiographies, to read stories of people who have had encounters. You will see a number of things, a number of things that might make you question, huh, maybe there's something to this. But some of these folks were never looking for the experience to begin with. I know it's popular now. I know that people seek to kind of contact UFOs and what have you, all sorts of ideas out there. However, many folks were not really seeking these things. They were basically going throughout their normal day, doing their daily duties or out at night doing something and something happened. And then after they experience it, many of them, do not want to go around and say anything about it. They fear the repercussions. And so many of them remain very quiet, very silent, very secret. Now that doesn't sound like someone who is a narcissist or someone who wants attention, does it? But yet these folks are living in pain, living with confusion because some of these experiences, when you put two dimensions together, our dimension and the dimension of other, whatever that means, There's going to be an energetic synthesis. There's going to be a combining of all sorts of energy and thinking and all sorts of stuff that is going to create confusion in some places and some folks. um, It created a sense of trauma. So it's important for us to understand where these folks are coming from. And the best way you can do so is to read about them. Suspend your judgment, but read about them. Another thing that you can do is find them and simply have a side conversation. Just put away your psychotherapy hat and just simply connect with folks who have had these experiences. You can find them in a few communities. You can find some of their websites and just talk to them and just ask them, can you teach me? Some of my best teachers have been those who experienced some UFO phenomena. So when you find them, sit down, have some coffee with them, and just ask questions. You will find that these folks are very reasonable, that these folks have found purpose as a result of their experiences, that these folks somewhat are still struggling with some things, given that the, again, the Combining of dimensions will naturally produce that. And when you connect with these folks and they talk and you find that they're reasonable, functional human beings, don't go crazy if they talk about having anxiety or if they have some depressive symptoms or if they've had some trauma in their life. It's important to recognize that, guess what? We've all been there. We've all done that. We all know what it feels to be depressed and anxious. We have all had our traumatic moments in life. That doesn't mean we see the world strangely. We all have these normal experiences because of circumstances that happen. 
I'm afraid that sometimes some of our professionals might conclude that because they have depression, because they talk about anxiety, because they've had a traumatic experience, that therefore these experiences took place and that's all it is. Not so. Because you and I know as professionals that we too struggle with these same things. And thank God that more psychotherapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists are beginning to step forward and embrace their symptoms and their struggles, because I think it will better unite us with the rest of the world. We are not elitists. We are not people exempt from pain and suffering. And therefore, we should be compassionate when we approach people who have a story that doesn't make sense. That rather than leaping to some conclusion about how pathologized they are, we should be slow to our conclusions of pathologizing human experience when you and I know there is much more to life. There is much more beyond what you and I have seen and have experienced. And to say that we have the authority to call an experience pathological or not, is premature. I hope that this has been helpful to you. Please feel free to subscribe to this channel, to this podcast, and send me questions and comments at bodymindmetaphor.com. Until next time, stay well. Body Mind Metaphor offers traditional psychotherapy to adults seeking to recover from trauma and to manage depression and anxiety. Now with a unique and necessary twist, It provides these same interventions to individuals who have experienced unusual phenomena, such as a near-death experience, an encounter with a UFO, some mystical or esoteric transformation that proved distressful, or a paranormal event. Many who meet up with a strange experience often remain silent, sometimes for years, for fear of being ridiculed or thought of as crazy. This isolation only inflames mental and emotional symptoms. It is therefore imperative that mental health professionals provide that safe space for clients to explore these experiences and integrate them into our lives. Body-Mind Metaphor delivers just that by using talk therapy, hypnotherapy, and other therapeutic modalities. Remember, you are not alone, and you don't have to be. For more information, visit us at BodyMindMetaphor.com.